0: Filthy
1: Casuals by Filthy Casuals. Hi everyone, and welcome to Flashpoint, episode one one eight or one eighteen, recorded Sunday, November thirteenth. I'm your host, David Holloway, and joining me firstly is a man who's joining the Andromeda Initiative in the hope it's a real thing and happening next week. How are you, Simon?
0: I'm good, David. I just want to escape all of the uh, all of the, the the failure and the noise of the last few years. Obviously, I'm talking about the uh, Wii U.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, and we, we've got to do a We Hate People to talk
2: about Trump. We must get onto that.
0: No, we don't. We don't have to mention anything to do with
2: anyone. All right. That, that, that's a kettle of fish you don't want to open up, mate. All right. I agree. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, good to have you as always, Simon. And um, we also have a man who puts the eye in energy. How are you, Ben?
2: You need to check your spelling, mate. There's no "i" in energy. I tell you, what's what's wrong with you? I, I thought you were a, I thought you were a man of knowledge and you studied and all these sorts of things. Well, what's going
1: was, on? It was actually a nice hat tip to our New Zealand listeners. It's energy. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, the, the whole one of them. Yeah. Well, Simon's mum. <laughs> oh God bless her. She's a great lady. She's good. Yeah. It, uh, to, to be honest, there isn't
2: much energy going on in Queensland anyway. It's been stinking bloody hot. It's yeah, Nothing's getting done.
1: Yeah, I heard early 30s already.
2: Business as yeah. usual. It was 36 on Thursday.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I, I, I heard yeah. that, Simon. That was funny. Um, and lastly, <laughs> we actually have a guest. I mean, we do have guests here and there. Um, and we also have our sort of uh, regular specials like Casmus. Um But this week we have someone from the very high-quality gaming website 8bit.net and he's also um, the not-so-humble host of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Mr. Brendan White, how are you, sir?
3: Thank you, guys. I appreciate the not-so-humble introduction there. Um, Pleasure to be here and uh, excited for the next uh, little while here shooting uh, all things gaming with you boys.
1: Exactly. No, it's always good to have um, someone else to shoot the breeze with. So, just, you know, for something totally different, I thought we might start with what we've been playing. So, Ben, you can kick off. What have you been playing the last five weeks? And apologies for the five weeks, that's my fault.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll blame you, but um, we won't get into that. Uh, yeah, Destiny and Overwatch, usual culprits, um, nothing new really there yet, uh, but also been getting into Gears of War 4 a little bit more now that it's been properly released, Um got some horde mode there's some horde mode videos out there which uh brennan uh edited together of uh our, the um 8-bit crew running through there and getting that done and also done uh, been playing a lot of titanfall 2 um which i really enjoyed and i think uh it's going to be one of the most underrated games of the year okay. agreed
0: mm.
1: all right so yeah and that's it all right no that's that's enough um simon <laughs> yeah. what about you
0: uh, Robot Rescue, Battle Zone, a little bit of Batman VR. I just can't stop farting around with the bloody piano for some reason. Alien Isolation, which was on sale recently, so I finally got into that because I could buy all the DLC and the game for not much money at all. That is a great pickup. Oh, that that was a that was a deal and a half. I tell you, That's, I was really interested in the game when it first came out, but the fact that the uh, the original crew and a bunch of stuff that really should have been Part of the game proper was part of the season pass, and I thought, no, screw you, I can wait, and I did, which was a, a novelty for me. Waiting, patience.
3: <laughs> You're a bigger man than me because I dove in right at the start and paid top dollar for it all. So uh, I'm still licking my
0: wounds, but it's well worth it. Oh, it's certainly worth twenty six bucks. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and, uh, been playing some DCUO as well, some uh, DC Universe Online. Because I don't know why I keep going back to that game, but I do, and I have got stuck in a, a basically a dungeon loop where I keep having to go into the same thing for one particular piece of random loot that I am looking for, which That's is that loot hunt. It is. It's a, and I'm looking for Brother Blood's mask because I want to create a character. I'm, this is this is a long held, long held ambition of mine. I want to create <laughs> a character. Who looks like Skeletor? So I can run around oh, Metropolis.
3: Nice. <laughs> that is I fantastic.
0: That I need that mask. I did it so
2: badly. Are you playing it more because it's on Xbox now as well? Uh, Isn't that where you've been playing it? I've seen you on Xbox Live a bit. Yeah, yeah I've.
0: Yes, I have to admit, I, I do tend to default back to uh, the the old the old box of X's. Uh, mostly, I suppose, because. Although I don't have a problem with my PlayStation 4, the really the only exclusives that are coming out for that platform seem to involve the letters VR. Everything else has been deferred, delayed, cancelled, or just shit. So, <laughs> uh, really, yeah, the, the the box of X's is is where I go to have a bit of a play. And even though the multi-plats aren't quite as well served by the uh, somewhat less powerful hardware, I just in general i prefer the controller quite honestly
3: i've picked up dc universe online on the old xbox so if you need a Beastman to accompany your skeletor just let me know and i will be there
0: you're
1: on and i mean skeletor would have to have the best laugh of any character ever My yeah i'll have laugh.
0: to practice yeah, yeah i'm gonna listen <laughs> i have to listen to some jim sterling videos and see if i could master it
1: yeah that's right Um, Cool. Well, that's a good uh, list as well. So for me, um, and I was just saying before we started recording, probably between now and uh, December 2017, I'll be saying the same thing. Um, I'm only playing uh, WoW Legion and still enjoying the hell out of the world quest. I think they really nailed that um, this time in a big way. Just so many of them and so many different options that um, keeps it interesting. Uh, And it's all about being able to fly, so you just keep grinding to get that. And then uh, only, I think, one session of Destiny of about an hour's worth. So, um, yeah, not even doing a lot of that. So apologies between now and next December, just with some study deadlines. Brendan, hit us with it.
3: Well, if, if we're going to go back four weeks, we might be here a while, because I've hit everything from Mafia 3 to Battlefield 1, Titanfall 2, I just picked up my PSVR last week, so I've done the Until Dawn Rush of Blood, Batman VR, uh, Eve Valkyrie, um, Overcooked, I've played, um, what did I just start playing today, uh, Virginia, Gears of War 4, a couple of... Uh, games on the smartphone um five nights at freddy's outlast 2 the list could go on i don't want to sort of put (laughs) you all to sleep with everything i've been uh you know utilizing in my spare time but the list is uh extensive and varied i must say
1: i'll say as well yeah david
0: a a professional (laughs) what was that sorry don't, (laughs) don't muck around he, he plays games, lots and lots and lots of games. Yeah,
1: I do, I'm not sure that's necessarily needed for a gaming podcast, but there you go. <laughs> um, no that's good. Um, well, I'm thinking because you both Simon and Brendan, you mentioned VR, I'm going to shake up the the running sheet. So we later and this is something I should have thought of about 80 episodes ago. I should given a hint of what's coming up. So that some people might actually stick with it more than five minutes. What's the no? That you
3: want to keep you want to keep them guessing.
1: All right, keep them on the edge of their seat. Yeah. You know, we got some massive stuff to discuss later, but first, I thought we might cover off the VR. So let's talk PlayStation VR. I know I've been hanging to find out your thoughts, Simon. We've got Brendan here to provide his thoughts as well. Um, ben, you haven't used it yet, have you?
2: I know I haven't. Oh, um, I used it at the uh, EB Expo, oh, but yeah. that's it. So I haven't I haven't touched anything besides that.
1: All right. So um, let's jump into that first. So just maybe general impressions, boys. Uh, I'll start with you, Simon. What, what, how have you found it the past – you've had it about a month, haven't
0: you? Oh, God, it can't be that long. No, it would be a couple of weeks. Okay. That's a bit crap, really.
1: All right. Cool. Brendan?
0: <laughs> no, go, um...
1: so. <laughs> no, Simon. You've got, you got to do at least the 1,000-word review.
0: Um, well, how about Brendan goes first and then I'll, I'll uh, add any color that I, I feel needs adding. I okay. think the guest first.
3: Okay. I'll, I'll try and try and make it black and white so you can splash some color in here. I, up until the release of PSVR, I was a bit of a cynic. I thought it was pretty gimmicky and I still think it is a little bit gimmicky until some games with some more substance come in, but just the immersion that I felt playing is what's has you know, been the biggest surprise to me. Like, even though a lot of the games out, especially on the PS front might only clock in at 90 minutes, two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it may be that 90 minutes or so that you've got the headset strapped to your melon with headphones and everything else on is just such a, you know, very, very disconnect from, from reality, put you into this whole new world, whatever the, whatever the game subclass might be. And it's just, it's latched its hooks into me pretty deep. I was pretty surprised actually. I, I played it, at eb expo and i've played a few at a few other little little events and, and sort of game launches and whatnot and it, it never really got me but i watched some gameplay um of until dawn rush of blood of all things and, and i'm a massive massive until dawn fanatic and i thought you know what i want a psvr so I, I sort of embarked on a quest to try and obtain one as you know they're sold out everywhere and I, I swindled this guy on gumtree in absolute treat which is probably a story for another day but um i've got myself a vr i've got a ton of games Got all the peripherals, and I'm pleasantly surprised and uh, pretty excited to dive further down this uh, VR rabbit hole. All
1: right, right, I'm nicely done. A, yeah, I'm calling that a thumbs up with you know with some very legitimate caveats. Simon, colour away. Even if it is just a brown uh, crayon, I don't mind.
0: <laughs> no, there'll be a bit of yellow in there. Don't worry. Oh. thank you. All right, so let's let's address a couple of things first of all. Um, I've tried all of them now, and uh, easily the PlayStation VR, as far as the the way it attaches to your scon, has got to be is easily the best because they, it's not a ski mask, and everything right up until the that uh, what's it called the Daydream that uh, Google have just put out makes exactly the same mistake that the other two made. Uh, PlayStation have actually addressed the uh, how how you wear it and how long you want to wear it for to a really high degree. it's It's easily the most comfortable device out there. It's not a it's not a niche device. It's a piece of consumer electronics, which you'd expect from Sony, but it's just amazing that the other three have just completely missed the point. Uh, as far as the cables go, anyone who's watched an unboxed thing would definitely be looking at the, the pit of snakes and thinking, "I haven't seen anything like that since the first Indiana Jones film." And it's not that bad. Uh, I've got everything tucked away quite nicely. It comes with a very long extension cord, which I just uh, coil up and stick on the uh, stick on the the shelf on my DVD player, and the PSVR just sits up on the shelf. And when I want it, uncoil the cable. It's just one thing stretching. Across the uh, floor, so there's no fuss, no muss. It's easy to set up. Uh, once you've you've got your cables sorted out, you wouldn't even know it's there. So that's another thing that's worth addressing. As far as the uh, visual fidelity goes, yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, it doesn't have as high resolution. It's a single screen as opposed to two screens. That doesn't matter in this instance really because a it's a RGB subpixel as opposed to a pentile display. So, you don't, the screen door effect is absolutely minimal on this device. Uh, the other thing is, it does, I can't even remember what they're called, but it's got old fashioned lenses. Whereas, you guys uh, know what the, the lens on a lighthouse looks like, don't you? Or one of those uh, flat reading magnifiers that people uh, yeah. use. Yeah, and you yeah. know how it's like a series of radiating rings. No, maybe not. doesn't matter. <laughs> Trust
1: me, it is. No, sorry. i see you um, year over you. Yeah, no, no, I do. Yep.
0: Okay. So, and, and the way that works is basically it gives you um, a much flatter, much lighter lens than uh, than a, a regular, fully thick piece of plastic or glass go. Uh, Oculus uses a hybrid. This is like Frentel or Frenzel or something like that. Uh, and Vive uses a, a fully... Friends or whatever it is, version of that, which and both of those have still to this day have problems with God rays, which I think we all know what those are. You know, it's like the beams streaming from heaven, especially high contrast or on text. Um, Again, the PSVR doesn't have that. So that's another plus. The reason I'm telling you all this is because this is all stuff I had to work out and piece together after I canceled my initial pre-order because I wasn't confident about what exactly we were going to be getting this is the this is the stuff i found out and why i eventually decided to after cancelling the pre-order to get it so on a number of fronts the it's easily the most accessible the most comfortable the slight drop in resolution you get isn't an issue you don't need the ps4 pro for this the ps4 does an admirable job considering the, uh, the age of, and the power of the technology so I was quite impressed with that uh, the range of games as Brendan says yeah uh, still early days yet but quite honestly you're going to get more quality experiences PSVR than you are going to get with the ps4 pro at this point so if you if you're looking to spend um, a lump of money I'd suggest looking at PSVR you're not getting games that are as long as we're normally used to I mean there is a bit of a Trend these days to be thinking, well, how many hours is this game? Because the more hours per dollar I get, the better value the game. This is all a bit of a it's a bit of a straw man argument in a, in a lot of ways. It, as much as anything else, it's the quality of the experience you get. And all I can say is, the first night I had mine strapped on, um, I'm. Became aware periodically that I was grinning like an idiot, and I kept hearing myself go, "This is amazing," and I thought, <laughs> "You prat, you freaking prat!" But that was just my reaction to it. I I was like a kid. It's like having a an amusement park uh, in the in the case of uh, <laughs> of until dawn, a particularly terrifying amusement park. But an amusement <laughs> park in your lounge and the oh, variety... That, that
2: the- that's something I want to ask you is did yeah. you have any both you and Brendan is there been people watching you or have you watched other people playing on it those uh, things you've got it in your living room now no I'm not I, mean, to do that, I don't me. know how many friends you have but yeah. you know, <laughs>
3: I've, I've had Ali watch me and it's 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 awkward when you're first putting putting the, the gear on as you know someone's you know to to the left of you or wherever it might be in in the same room but once once you strap the the VR on and the headset and the headphones sorry you you forget you're pretty much just drawn straight into whatever whatever game you've powered on and, and you are living, you know, the Batman game or a Valkyrie or cr- playing this crazy, uh, you know, horror trance beat game called Thumper. Like you you completely forget about your surroundings in the real world and just immerse yourself into the VR experience is what I found.
0: Oh my God, Thumper. That is, uh, that is... That's it's brilliant, an, isn't it? The capital E and actually all the letters are capital with that game, yeah, it's it's amazing. That's a uh, transformative, <laughs> especially yeah. if you've got volume cranked up. That's just yeah, that's a that's a trip without ever taking drugs. Yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise. Like, obviously,
3: I scoured the internet to try and work out what were the higher rated PSVR games currently available, and sort of then just sifted through and and picked up sort of the main ones, and that was getting universal acclaim no matter where I seem to turn, and, and rightfully so. The the soundtrack, as you said, and the score that accompanies it, when you've got headphones on, it just melts your brain.
0: It really does. Yeah, don't, don't uh, drink when you play PSVR, at least not to start with. That's, well, that's, really prob- good
1: that's probably good leading for a supplementary question, drinking, nausea. Um, I don't know whether either of you suffer from motion sickness. No issues around that at all?
0: Not for me, not so far.
1: Okay, cool.
3: I, I don't suffer from motion sickness, but playing until dawn, um, there was a few moments on the on the roller coaster where you you speed up and then you take a big dip. And the game tricked me into feeling, due to, you know, obviously riding roller coasters from a very young age until now, where your your brain knows that when you get to that peak and there's that big, massive, sharp, sudden drop, you yeah. you feel your stomach go into your mouth. And I felt that movement even though I was sitting stationary playing um, until dawn.
0: It was it was a weird, weird, weird experience, but it was great. Cool. Yeah, that's okay because that's you're, you're having a physical physio, physiological reaction to the visual stimuli. So that's okay as long as they're consistent. It's when there's a disconnect between those two that the motion sickness for most people tends to kick in. Yeah. And, and yeah, until dawn or rush of blood does really – seem to have that that whole visceral experience down quite nicely cool
3: i i had a i had a disconnect in um drive club vr actually where we, we were playing it on the show floor at eb expo and there was a a sort of hairpin turn you come up to and the sun is setting and it is right into your eyes and instinctively yeah, that's,
2: that's the story i talked about last time yeah we because we, we all talked about it afterwards remember yeah 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 and Pulled,
3: pull, pulled the hand up to sort of yeah. block the sun from my eyes, but then all of a sudden I still saw two arms on the on the steering yeah. wheel in, yeah. in the in-car and just my brain just couldn't process it for a minute because I'm like, where did the third arm come from? Yeah. What is going on? And then I, I put two and two together and realized I was back in this game. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: cool. It's, it is one of those things where you have to experience it, really. It's the, it's the only way to... Mm. To work out whether, A, it's something you you want, something you feel you need, something that's not going to make you violently ill. But it's well worth having a crack at if you get the opportunity. Yeah. Definitely recommended.
1: Definitely sounds like it. Cool. Thank you, gents. I just thought we'd jump into that while the going was good. Um, speaking of new tech, uh, one of the big things to be released, oh, it's been five weeks now. I can't remember the event it was unveiled at the new Nintendo console. Um, losing track. N-
2: Nintendo Nintendo are pretty um they they beat much of their beat of their own drum these days they just release things when yeah, they want to release, release it. Wasn't it? Yeah, uh, no, that's right. Yeah, it, was, like, yeah, it was, it was just a, a
3: random Thursday night because it, it tied yeah. into Logan got announced, the Switch got oh, announced and something else big got announced as well. All uh, in that one night in succession. Red Dead, Red Dead as Red well. Dead. Yeah, it was all yeah. in the same
2: night. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then like a day later there was another trailer for something else as well.
1: Yeah, no, that week
2: was rough it's
1: all happening um so i mean if you haven't watched the video uh, before it's it's you know a typical pr exercise um of all these young carefree well-moneyed people you know running between parties with other carefree vivacious people uh, and how the nintendo switch is going to allow them to do that and not be thrown out of the party for being a nerd um but it's <laughs> It, it is a really, from what I can see, based on that bit of glossy PR stuff, it looks like a pretty cool console as far as its fun, how it functions. Obviously, the big questions are, is, you know, does it have enough power? We're back to cartridges, which is interesting. Um, I'll probably start with you this time, Ben. What, I'm assuming you've watched the video. What are what your first impressions?
2: Yeah, I think it's a neat concept. Um, I'm still concerned about battery life and all that sort of thing. Um, quality of games and third-party support is always going to be the big thing with Nintendo. Uh, their first-party stuff, the quality is always fantastic. Nintendo have a great habit and a great track record when it comes to what they release. But um, seeing on that trailer, they have, I think they had Skyrim um, and NBA 2K in that trailer bodes well for them but both companies Bethesda and 2K have turned around and said, oh yeah, no, we're supporting it. Um, it might not be those games but we're supporting it. Mm. Um, so it's it's still one of those things where I'm just on the fence where I'm like, I'll wait and see until something happens with it. Um, the cartridge thing I think is really cool and it, you look at an SD card, you can buy a what is it, a hundred... Was it 200 gig micro SD card now for you know 150 bucks? That's right, or whatever. So the technology's there where they can buy, they can make one terabyte SD cards or whatever um, for these cartridges that they'll use. I'm assuming these cartridges will have some sort of backwards compatibility support, maybe with the 3DS, for example, so you could play your 3DS games on your Switch. At least it's just things I'm thinking of. Um, but. Uh, I think it looks like a really cool idea. I'm just not sold on it yet, and we'll hear more in the new year and see what they're going to do, and I'm probably only going to really look at getting it for maybe a new Mario Kart and maybe yes. new Zelda, and that's it.
1: Yep. Agreed. Brendan?
3: I I like it. I like the direction they're going in with this. Um, it's, it's a big gamble for Nintendo. I think... If it performs well, they'll continue in the hardware space. But I think if this doesn't deliver the sales that they're hoping, probably in the next five, you know, four to five years, they'll probably transition into just software provision mm-hmm. to the other, the other, the big players. So the Sony's and the Microsoft, similar to what Sega and, and uh, Atari have done. I think this is probably their final roll of the dice. Yeah, I I like the concept, but as as Ben touched on, I think the biggest hook that will make this console sink or swim is the battery life. If this thing can get you maybe three hours out on the road to to sort of fully hammer home that portable aspect of it, you're going to be fine. But if they turn around and say, "Oh, it's only going to get you 60 minutes," then this thing is going to sink like a lead balloon. So I'm yeah, well, they intrigued in the trailer by they that. show
2: the guy on the plane, and it's like, okay, how many flights in Australia you know are really short? I mean, you get like maybe Sydney to Canberra is kind of a short flight, um, but even Brisbane to Sydney's, that's still an hour and a half flight. So if is the battery's only going to last now, that's not going to last a plane ride. That's right. Yeah. Um, so,
3: so that's that's made me sort of pivot a little bit from making a full decision. Like, I'm, I like the look of it. I like mm. the little customization with the controllers where you can clip the two controllers off. So then you've got two players. You can get another set of the Joy-Con controllers to then have four players locally on that little screen. Uh, they've confirmed that, the when it's the portable mode it's seven twenty, but I'm assuming the uh the switch, you know the um the dock i'm I'm assuming that might then upscale that seven twenty to ten eighty p on the television when it's mounted in the dock is is my guess. but I like what they're doing going the cartridge route, as Ben said, you can put countless amounts of data onto a onto an SD as opposed to a to a DVD or a blu-ray. so they're they're mm. smart in that way if they can transition that back catalog into this where maybe they, maybe release the entire SNES back catalogue into this thing. It's an immediate nostalgia hook. It'd sell, it'd move, you know, millions of units.
1: That that alone would convince me to buy. Imagine you could get a Mario Kart cartridge that had every single version of Mario Kart.
2: See, things like that would be genius. Yeah, brilliant. But that's the thing that Nintendo does do wrong at the moment with the Wii U and the Wii and the 3DS, is the games you buy on all of them aren't, cross-platform you have to buy it every next generation and all that sort of stuff you have to rebuy the same thing you so you'll end up with five five different copies of super mario world so i, I hope nintendo goes oh yeah you already own super mario world okay you can have it on this version as well Yeah, good point they need they need to and this is a thing that nintendo does wrong in their store system and they need to fix it but that's nothing to do with the switch but i hope they fix it going forward because the potential for backwards compatibility and the portability of this thing looks to be really, really cool, especially if it's got some sort of uh, Wi-Fi compatibility with the 3DS as well, maybe, going forward.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I've forgotten it's been a while since. What, is it March release?
3: March March 17 or 21, yeah. but they're doing a Nintendo event on January the 12th. That's when they're going to come out with the full unveil and uh-huh. highlight some of the specifications and what have you. So January 12th is the, the big date. Okay. Well, pricing, that's
2: that's actually that's actually interesting because I heard March tenth. Is the release date? Or? Yeah. Well oh, okay. it was a rumor because March, the uh, abbreviation for March is M A R ten one zero, you put it all together. Mario. Uh-huh. That's the Ooh, that's the rumor.
3: Look at you go. I yeah. like that though. I, I, I may I have I been drunk when I heard someone.
2: the seventeenth. Sure. <laughs> actually, No, someone. the, the twenty sure the
3: twenty first is Mass Effect Andromeda, that's what I'm thinking of. Forgive me.
2: That's
1: all right. Oh, yes, that's right. Um, cool. I, and I mean I, I'm in January they may not announce final pricing, but I'm just interested given the how flexible it is, whether they've chucked a premium of another hundred or two hundred dollars on compared to the other consoles or they're going to be price competitive. Be interesting to see. So I I'm, I think oh, sorry, go, under three
3: fifty. I under think 350. under three fifty okay. they need to come out with something like that. They need to be they aggressive have. because Yeah, they have y- to. You look at the biggest contrast, all you hear at the moment is Xbox One S, PS4 Pro, 4K, 4K, HDR, and then the Switch at the moment, all we know is 720p, so they can't come out level-pegging price-wise when all the uh, you know video files out there are going, oh, where's my HDR rendering? Where's, where's my 8.3 megapixel equivalent on the screen here? It's, it won't translate, so they've got to come in at a cheap price. Otherwise, I think they'll lose market share straight away.
0: Yeah. It depends on how the delusional they are. Yeah, train. and it's, so they could be incredibly delusional. They've been relying on the nostalgia card for a very long time, and it's it works to a point. It works with the it's working with the NEC and the Famicom classics that they've released, but that's there's typical Nintendo spark of genius, absolute screw up on the follow through, with as far as that goes. Um,
2: Sounds and, like Sony.
0: Well, of late, yeah. I mean, they had the, a brief patch there where they were doing everything. Mm-hmm. Now they've seemed to keep uh, fumbling the ball a little, but we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. I thought the the um, the video was very nice. It's a very nice video with uh, very nice-looking people doing very nice things. So, <laughs> so that was very nice. Um, from what I saw of it, uh, pretty dumb. On the whole, I can't see how they're going to pull this thing off mechanically. Not as far as the game hardware goes. We know it's a Tegra X1 in there. Not an X2, but an X1, which is a bit of a shame because that would have helped knock them up towards where the the, the first iterations of the current generation are.
2: Yeah, but that probably would have been due to power consumption levels and they've got to keep that low for the battery.
0: Power consumption or cost? I would probably lean more towards cost.
2: That Well, that too. A, they, they win twice then, basically, by going the older model.
0: Well, they do and they don't. Mm. It, it really depends what they're aiming for. Uh, torsional stress on those little clip-on controllers, I have grave doubts about how durable that's going to be. Uh, Especially for an eight-year-old. <laughs> for an eight-year-old. Um, they, if nothing else, they might have make huge business in selling replacements for those. Uh, I have heard people talk, you know, um, Blue Sky thinking about, uh, oh, well, for, for get different games, you'd be able to get different clip-on things. Yeah, that sounds like a storage nightmare. Mm. But uh, mm. also, it's it's a good size screen. I will give you that. But it's not exactly the slip-in-your-pocket like you can with the, the DS or the Vita or your phone more particularly, your phone, which is more powerful anyway. Um, it's, I think it's a brave direction. It's, a, it's an interesting direction, but nothing I saw in that video makes me think that it's necessarily a good idea. I, I, what I saw looked like looked like prototyping, and that's all I could see is prototyping. Okay. I don't think it's ready for the real world, not what we saw there. No way.
1: Interesting, and you—I mean, you're right. God, if it's not ready for the world, they've got a lot of work to do in the next four months, three months.
0: Well, that's the trouble. The thing will be at manufacture at the moment. It's a bit like when um, when Scorpio got announced, and um, Sony basically may or may not have had a bit missing from uh, their presentation. But the, these things, are, you know, you—they you, got to uh, pre-order the bulk order the parts from the manufacturers, and then they got to get shipped to. To um, fab and manufacturing, th- this stuff all gets done like twelve, eighteen months before you start hearing about the the actual launch date. So, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I assume that it's reasonably good. It's not like Nintendo ever uh, produce anything I don't know with like a, a dodgy hinge or, uh, <laughs> or or a three screen that makes people ill, so they spend most of the time turning it off so it doesn't drain the battery or make them nauseous. Or catches, so, catches fire. Yeah, yeah. Or motion controls that are a bit janky and don't really work. Once you once you figure that you can just sit on the couch and, and wiggle it. Yeah. So <laughs> all I'm saying is they they've had some good ideas over the year, but I'm not. <laughs> or cartridges when they don't need to use cartridges. Although this time I think cartridges are a good idea. Also not back compat with uh, DS. Sorry, um, but anyway, moving on from that, their execution, their innovation is great their execution is often wanting. That's all I'm saying. So I'm just... Yeah. Let's, let's temper our uh, our enthusiasm.
1: Yeah. And, and the other thing is, I doubt they're going to release the latest Mario Kart with it because there's no talk of that. And last time it was... I think it was nearly 12 months after the Wii U came out, if not at least six months before you could get Mario Kart 8, wasn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah. I'd say it was... Yeah, it
2: was at least 12 months, yeah, maybe even year. longer. Yeah. But yeah, because... Mario Kart's what made me jump on board and buy a Wii U. That's the only reason I buy them. <laughs> yeah, if I mean, they were
3: smart with the rollout of this thing, they, they wouldn't have too many first parties at launch. They need to come out with maybe a clear roadmap where maybe Mario Kart comes out three months later, the new Mario's a few yeah. months after that. So that way it maintains people's attention and enthusiasm for it. They can't overload everybody from the get go. Yeah. I think lead off with Zelda. And that would be more than enough to sell units on launch alone of that game, and then a few third-party IPs because there's a ton of them that have jumped on board.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon uh, have Zelda, and then for the other first-party, make it a Mario Party type game. because hmm. um, that'll that means they can throw in all the mini games and everything that they want. They've got a full retail game. Mario Party's got already got a huge following uh, with the Nintendo fans, so I I think they need to, yeah, definitely have a couple of good third parties on board for the launch of the system.
0: Definitely. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, they, they do need to make sure they've got a good pipeline for their first party games without a doubt. The other thing is, as far as the third party goes, remember just how many third parties were saying they were supporting the Wii U and how long that lasted. So again, um, it's a good sign, but doesn't necessarily mean very much. Although I expect when the the Switch launches, we can look forward to uh, ports of Black Ops 2 and Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Black Flag is a great game. Don't you dare throw stain on that. I'm not. It's a great game. I thoroughly (laughs) enjoy it. I'm just saying the the ports that the Wii U got were not exactly new, and I don't expect the ports that they get for this thing are going to be new either, so... Although Skyrim probably falls into about the right time frame.
2: I did see from software was on that list, so maybe we'll get a uh, Bloodbound Bloodborne or a um Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Mm. Dark Souls. Mm. on Wii. Dark Souls <laughs> oh, Pix- rather. <Switchrata>. Pix- <laughs> Dark Souls cross
0: pitch. Two D side scrolling <laughs> Dark Souls. Sounds awesome. All right. So let's
1: So
3: start. it's just gonna be Salt and Sanctuary then.
1: I, I reckon we'll call it there for, for Nintendo. So we, we've got a hell of a running sheet still ahead of us. Um, so let's quickly cover off Mass Effect Andromeda. So the trailer and um, Mass Effect 2 and 3 now backwards compatible on the Xbox One. Yeah. Who would like to jump in first? Simon?
0: Um, Mass Effect 2 and 3 are now backwards compatible on the Xbox One.
1: Cool. <laughs> and then Andromeda... So, will someone uh, someone, give us context around Andromeda?
2: Where is it set? Is it a, okay. a
1: true sequel, prequel, whatever?
2: It's, a, it's not a true sequel. They're basically starting a whole new side story franchise um, thing, but they've also come out and saying they're not starting a new trilogy. Um, hmm. Apparently, from what I've managed to understand, is it's set? it starts around the time between Mass Effect 2 and 3, But because it's actually set in a separate galaxy with different characters, um, the time frame is a little bit muddled at the moment. They haven't explained it, but it's a completely different story. So there's some stuff with Shepard apparently at the start, according to the Game Informer article. And then after that, you're basically on your own, playing as the Rider siblings um, that they've announced. Um, But, yeah, the trailer looks really cool, really shiny. Um, Typical bioware storytelling uh, we've talked about bioware and their storytelling and their trailers and things before especially when it comes to games like star wars um and all that sort of stuff so we know the pedigree that bioware has and you know, mass effects one two and three are fantastic games it's still probably my favorite uh franchise from the last generation easily um I don't know what else I can really say on it at the moment because we, we're still struggling to get details. Um, there's a massive, the, what is it, the Andromeda Initiative? That's yeah. correct. Um, that you can sign up for, but I, I, there's not a hell of a lot of info coming out at the moment. You have to check out the Game Inform or article for more.
1: Okay.
2: Regarding the game, it's, it's set 600 years after the events
3: of Mass Effect 2. They've, they've confirmed there's going to be no original crew members from mm. the original trilogy in at least Andromeda. The one part that I've seen and unearthed is apparently none of your companions or uh, crewmates actually can die in Andromeda, which is a bit annoying. They come out on the front foot and lead off with that, which.
2: Oh yeah. They did say something about the loyalty missions as well.
3: Didn't they? Yeah. Which, which is a yeah. big hook for me. I remember, you know, riding a wave of emotions when, uh, you know, losing Thane in the final, in the final battle in Mass Effect 2, when you haven't ups, up upgraded your ship enough and it degrades in a, uh, asteroid field and Thane dies and you know this person dies and and even just the decision at the, mm. end of the very first Mass Effect where you had to choose between two of your crewmates one lived and sta- um, one lived yeah. and came with you the other one stayed behind to uh ensure safe escape so none of that's involved in it at the moment which is a bit annoying because one of the biggest hooks in this series was that it pulled on your heartstrings and it made you get emotionally yeah. invested
2: I, I think I actually I remember when I played Mass Effect 3 when um and spoiler alerts, but it's a six-year-old game. Um, <laughs> but uh, when Morden uh, has his final moments in Mass Effect Three, I mean, that was that was one of the best pieces of cinematic gaming I think I've ever seen. Um, just yeah, uh, I'll agree with you. It's
3: it's yeah. it's still you know I've ranted on on our various podcasts many a time that it's my favourite trilogy or my favourite game series that I've. Personally, ever touched, and that emotional investment from things like the Morden choice or saving Ashley or Kaiden in the first is, you know, mm. one of many that I still think about.
2: Yeah, they just oh, and the story games well, and, but oh, they, just, yeah,
3: they can tell a hell of a story. They just don't know how to end it. It seems Bioware, but anyway.
2: Oh yeah, Mass Effect Two finished pretty well. I like the ending of that. Mm. Yep.
1: Yeah, well, and release release date, or they haven't announced it. Well, Not that's, announced. That's the March. Spring. Yeah, it well, that's March 21st, sorry, yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Due to uh, Amazon, I think, confirming, Shit. wasn't it, on there? They, they leaked the graphic novel or the comic that accompanies it, and that's going to be yeah. out on the
2: launch day of the game. Oops, yeah, Dark Horse leaked it or something.
3: But there's there's multiplayer beta sign-up currently available too for any Mass Effect heads out there. Head on over okay. to Bioware. It'll take you about probably half an hour to fill out the Q&A that they want you to do, but,
2: yeah, well worth Ooh. the time. Should do a Let's Play Mass Effect 3 backwards compatible multiplayer session that's yeah. a good idea yeah that's something we should get into we've all got Xbox ones
1: speak for yourself
2: uh, <laughs> now's uh, a good time to come across mate yeah
1: I'm to the dark side I don't have all three I've got the Nintendo yeah, I'll see okay um, it's, actually, the,
3: it's the fourth month, month in a row that Microsoft have outsold the uh, old Sony PlayStation 4 four months month running you now
0: yeah. oh, it's outsold three of them yeah
1: <laughs> pax oz so uh it wrapped was it two weeks ago i'm losing track now anyway in recent oh uh, only last weekend wasn't it, was it? Only last weekend oh yeah. last two yeah, yeah yeah um so simon you were you an in- attendee
0: i was not um work did not permit
2: ben no no i, I oh, stayed up in queensland not. yeah yeah and brendan no.
3: I was meant to, but I uh, had some work commitments that uh, pulled me off the off the beaten beaten track as well. Sadly, so I had to live through Twitter.
1: All right, well, let's uh. pretend I went then, just for the sake of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Pax Oz, um, and it was crowded. I had to line up ages for lunch, and there were lots of games launches. Does that pretty much cover it?
3: Yep. You pretty well but, blanketed damn. every gaming based event or yeah, pop culture based event, I think, with that that description.
2: Yep. Did, um, did yeah, you there have, was some great cosplay and there was some not so good cosplay. Uh, <laughs> there's horrible right. food, uh, lots of great indie games. Yes, indies, uh, indies were well
1: represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the yeah. um League of Legends display. Well, that's now I'm going back three years to when Simon and I went. It was a huge <laughs> League of Legends display. Yeah, um, um yeah, did anyone hear much that came out of it?
3: Didn't um, they? They they didn't like obviously showcase anything new. I think the biggest thing that PAX has going for it is the focus on the indies. It's the Mm. biggest biggest exhibition of indie gaming in Australia uh, by a long way. So I think that's its biggest strength. All the games that were on display were on display a few weeks earlier at EB Expo. So there wasn't really anything new that they unveiled. It was just grander scope, really.
2: Yeah, talking to the OK Games guys, uh, like for talking about Horizon Zero Dawn and all that, it sounded like the exact same thing we touched on at uh, EB. So I don't think any of the big names they were showing much in the way of new, uh, but all the indies were getting out there. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of OK Games, they their podcast, they did a great little three-day coverage, pod, couple of podcast episodes, um, so worth giving them a listen and having, hearing their thoughts and all the indie games that they played. There's some cool stuff out there that sounds sounds really interesting. I can't wait to get my hands on it. All right. Just be warned that on that first episode they do, they Ooh. drop the C-bomb
3: two times in the first 70 seconds. So anyone that's a bit yes. sensitive to the uh, curse words,
2: get your ears ready. Uh, yeah, she likes to drop the old uh, swear word every now and then. Mm. That's, yeah. It's Ooh. awful. So, so oh. Joe, don't
1: let your kids listen to it. That's no. right. We have a long proud history of being kid friendly.
3: It's been hard not swearing on this I'll, I'll be I'll tell you I'm so conscious of the wording that I'm using on everything. Oh, I know.
1: <laughs> we definitely swear. We've ah, not dropped the well. c word though thankfully and hopefully we never will.
3: Yeah, that's that's a you know that would be a stain on the podcast then. It's it's such a rough word.
1: It is it, rough as. Yeah. You
0: you need to use it for responsible things like marketing the Northern Territories.
1: Yeah, I thought <laughs> 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 See you in the NT. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. That's it. Um. All right. And speaking of large conventions that didn't necessarily have a lot new, BlizzCon uh, was just well. It was it was since packs around the same time, wasn't it? It's only in the last. Uh, week or this two. Same weekend. Yeah. Same last weekend. weekend as well. Yeah. Um. And I mean, comparative to some BlizzCons, it wasn't a huge um. You know, no huge revelations. But there is a new Overwatch character, and I assume that was you, Ben, that threw that in there.
2: Yeah, uh, Sombra, who has been the bane of many an ARG player's existence for the last several months. Uh, For those that don't know, ever since the Anna character trailer reveal back in, I want to say early July, uh, people found there was some uh, code in the back end of the trailer, um, and that led into an an ARG alternate reality game uh, that people were taking part in. and. In the end, uh, I don't think Blizzard were too prepared for the uh, community to solve all the problems as quick as they did. So there was a few time gates and things like that. Um, Thankfully, it all came to an end, and Sombra was revealed as the new character. Everyone knew it was Sombra. There was leaked art last week and the week before. Excuse me. Um, And, yeah, the character looks hella fun. She's a stealth-based hacking character, hence the whole ARG hacking coding uh, gimmick um, and yeah, she seems really cool with the whole, she can stealth, she's got a teleporter, she can hack other players she can hack groups of players with her ultimate So really will shake up the uh, whole gameplay d- dynamic um, I'm looking forward to giving her a crack uh, she's already on the player test realm on the PC, so when that's patched into the live client you can expect it on the consoles as well then cool um, yeah, and the only other thing with Overwatch was they announced a new uh, Overwatch League, which I'm looking forward to finding out more information on just because it sounds like they're trying to create their own eSports League and all that sort of stuff, and I don't know what else to say about it, but it just it sounds really intriguing. And I like watching all the pro players play these sort of games, and um, given this will be a fully endorsed and... Uh, they're, they're even talking about drafting the top players for teams and things like that at the moment. So with that sort of talk, it sounds like it'll be really cool to watch and pay attention to going forward.
1: All right. And then the mm. other thing was briefly new Di- Diablo-class uh, Necromancer and a new dungeon. So, again, no, I mean, it's not exactly groundbreaking stuff, but given, no.
2: you know... No, well, they didn't announce anything from uh, World of Warcraft. Um, not that I... am Caught anyway. Uh, and only, I wouldn't uh, have expected. Hey, listeners, that. feel free to correct me, but I, I didn't see anything groundbreaking for WoW. I mean, they only just launched Legion, what, two, three months ago. Yeah, I think they talked about the next patch, but that's, that's about right.
1: it. Yeah, it was just the next patch. Um, yeah, and that was it. So that's not unusual for a, a launch year mm-hmm. uh, a BlizzCon, yeah. and I think they covered off Hearthstone's next big expansion as well. Um, oh yes, they did. That yes, was, that was about it. So, all right. um Dr Strange. So who put your hand up because that's really good in the podcast? Put your hand up if you um, <laughs> have been to see it. Simon? Not yet, no. No. Brendan?
3: I'd like to say yes, but uh, at this stage, no.
1: No, I'm hanging to see it as well. Ben, I hope to God mm. you've watched it. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. You
2: put this it in segment's going
1: to go run well. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I put it in. And you know what? I did put it in last week, assuming I would have seen it by now. All right, let's uh, let's let's hold that off to another another episode. Okay. I've heard nothing but good reports. I, I, the local comic shop guy, who's, who's a bit pedantic and, and fussy, was very much impressed with it.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. A comic book? shop guy who's a bit pedantic yeah i know
1: it's unusual isn't it was he in the simpsons
0: (laughs) just trying to wrap my head around that
1: yeah it's very unusual i know but um you know he he thought it was really good um so let's let's move on from dr strange then to um the expanse (laughs) which i had a feeling someone's talked about this before it's a tv show yeah
3: Yes, it um, is, and it's and it's I, obviously I haven't talked about it with you guys, but it's it's really good.
2: It's, it's extremely
0: good. That's an excellent isn't it? Yeah, I was blown away. I was expecting some sort of, you know, some, something a bit a bit cheesy, you know, sort of bit Babylon five cheesy, but wow, it was. I was blown away by not only the the quality of the effects, uh, the the cast is really good. A lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of familiar faces in there. Um, it's based on a series of books by a guy who I can't remember the name of, but it's. I'm really hanging out for season two because, I, again, Netflix has kind of knocked it out of the park with that.
2: They seem it's, to be doing that a lot. I do. I, well, I saw that on I – mean, it was only on Friday night, I think. I was just looking for something to watch, and I saw that, and you know, I watched the trailer. And, oh, this doesn't look too bad. I mean, it doesn't look great, but it doesn't look too bad. And then I looked it up and it was like, apparently it came out in the States um, at it was, the start of the year or something.
3: It was November 2015 it came out.
2: Yeah, so last year. So it's taken a year to get to Australia for some strange reason okay. and the second season I think is about to come out. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'll finish up some of these other shows I need to finish before I jump into yeah, that one. Yeah, so much good stuff.
1: Yeah, so James mm. S.A. Corey apparently is the author. Um, yeah, all right, that's one to definitely check. And – I mean, I, I've mentioned it multiple times. My, my only TV recommendation is Walking Dead latest season. Um, anyone on any? Are you guys watching that at the
2: moment? I'm, just, I'm, I'm making my way through season six now. Finally. All right, so I'm I'm well up to date, but
3: Walking Dead's losing me more and more by the episode. Truth be told.
1: Yeah, it's it, well the first one, and without giving away anything, so not to wreck it for you, Ben. Although you probably may have seen stuff online anyway.
2: I'm pretty sure it's been spoiled. Okay. It notorious for being spoiled.
1: Yeah, yeah, all right. So but I, um, the brutality of the first one to me did go a step too far, even though I know it aligned well with the comics um, and all that. But I was going, yeah, I'm not even sure I'm interested in watching this anymore. Um, it's, it's episode two renewed my faith in it a bit. Episode three was a bit all over the place but still enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting to see what this week's one's like, but yeah, the brutality of the opening—I've just, yeah, I can't recall ever seeing anything like that on TV before. It
3: was, it was pretty jarring, and um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers as well. It's just the constant swerves is what's just starting to annoy me with this show. There's, there's no real depth in no. the story. It's group escapes a horde of zombies comes against some major antagonist, fights the antagonist for a while, a couple of the lead characters die, antagonist gets defeated, moves on, next horde comes, rinse and repeat. So yeah. I, I guess it's hard to truly flesh out a zombie-based drama, apocalyptic sort of story. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's losing its way with me because they just go with the cheap cheap way out it feels with just, mm. we've got nothing to say, so let's just kill a critical critical character off and use that as the plot device to move forward.
2: Yeah, yeah it prop- sounds like they... Kind of jumped the shark after the governor, because you know, that I kind of fell off the wagon after the governor, um, and the prison stuff that happened. I think it was at the end of season four, or mid yeah, season four, or start of that, season yeah. five. Yeah, mm. and after that, I was just yeah. And the big thing was, I think it was, it was towards the end of season five, at least anyway. Or no, it was before the mid season finale for season five. Um, the walking dead facebook page of all places uh spoiled one of the char- main lead characters deaths on facebook before it even finished it even started to air on the west coast of the u.s yeah um and that popped up in my facebook feed while i was sitting there having lunch at work one day i was like oh great i haven't even gotten home and had a chance to watch it yet <laughs> yeah. and i found out oh yeah you're spoiling it for your own country as well oh, good job um and that kind of really just put me off the entire show and yeah, you know, that was after the whole thing with the, the they jumped the shark with the governor as well. So, it's, I yeah, the whole Alexandria thing that they're up to at the moment's just, it's just boring, really. West
3: Westworld's a better show to watch on a uh, Monday.
2: Yeah, that's yeah one I'm hanging to check out as well. I've seen the first episode. Um, hasn't hooked me yet. Oh, give it time. Okay. All Thank
1: right. You. So. I'm going to call it quits there, unless there's any last-minute things you'd like to jump in. So, going around the table, Simon,
0: um, the arrival is uh, supposed to be a rather rather good movie, a hmm. uh, little bit a uh, little bit cerebral, a little bit depressing. I have heard, but worth a look. Uh, also, if you aren't one of the uh, the the solid citizens that pre-ordered and already has a PlayStation pro 4 or 4 pro whatever the hell it's called the new playstation uh probably worth holding off mm. a uh, a few months maybe uh, into the into the new year or well into the new year actually uh, just until they get a few things sorted out uh with some of the games because it's what there is out there it sounds a little bit inconsistent in mm. in quality so unless you've got a 4k tv and you're desperate for it or you just want to have a new shiny box. Uh, again, be, be a little patient and it will probably serve you best.
2: Good call. Ben? Um, no, not much else really to add at the moment. We've pretty much covered everything. Um, I will say, I mean, I did mention Titanfall 2 is one of the games I've been playing. Um, I've got a review that should be out for it or will be coming out for it in the next day or so on 8bit.net. So check that out if you're uh, curious about it. But, yeah, it's um, definitely going to be one of the most underrated games of the year, I think, uh, just because it's sandwiched between both Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Um, All three games I've heard have got fantastic campaigns. I want to play Battlefield 1 just for the campaign. I don't care about the multiplayer. I just want to play that campaign because it sounds phenomenal. Um, battlefield
3: one is close to the game of the year for me on that campaign alone
2: wow that's yeah see that's why i want to play that campaign and yeah i've heard good things about the call of duty campaign as well so titanfall 2 is going to be one of those games give it i think it's even already getting some discounts around the place so give it a few more weeks you might be able to pick it up for cheap. but hey it's really good single player campaign and really um really strong multiplayer and yeah apparently it's better than the Call of Duty multiplayer is what I've heard as well, just because Call of Duty is not doing anything new and Titanfall is something different for a lot of people.
1: Okay, cool. And um, last but very much not least, Brendan.
3: Um, I, I guess the first thing, just doubling back on Titanfall 2, I think the release thought process for EA to release this book endings, so many critical mm. FPSs was the most stupid thing they could have ever done. Yep. The multiplayer content is great, I enjoy it, but I think this could almost be the death nail for Titanfall. The sales are very, very minuscule, and it's you know it's going to pale in comparison compared to Call of Duty just because of the name alone.
2: So Call of Duty is down forty-two percent sales-wise compared to last year.
3: Gee, I'd say that's still probably a lot more than Titanfall.
2: Oh yeah, no, it'll definitely be more than Titanfall. But that's showing the fall off on Call of Duty at the moment as well, Mm. which is interesting. Yeah, I no, really don't there's
3: understand there's that thought process to release it now. They could have done yeah. something in February. Yep. But anyway, in, on a more light-hearted note, I'd like to thank you three strapping young lads for uh, letting this riffraff from Sydney jump on your podcast this Sunday Eve. Hopefully, I didn't offend too many people.
1: I don't think you offended enough. So now's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one listens this for
2: far. Later. Yeah,
3: okay. Oh, no. Come on now.
2: They've usually turned off by now. Yeah, absolutely. I'll behave myself. This is, <laughs> this is the part you can say whatever you want. <laughs> nah, it's all right. We'll it's see you right. in the NT. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: all
2: right, well, I
1: reckon that's a show. So, um, as always, if you'd like to offer an opinion, suggestion, or general abuse, feel free to email us at com or visit our very uh, busy and popular Facebook page, The Oceanic Gamer. You can also follow us on Twitter. My handle's the Oceanic Gainer Simon tweets under RPG BeatsRL and Ben tweets under the Spawny13. And Brendan, you tweet under
3: I tweet under Brendan 8bit. Beautiful. Um, pretty much on everything across Brendan 8Bit. So find me on there and hassle me all you like.
1: Excellent. Um, previous episodes of the show on iTunes, and we are also on that venerable institution, Stitcher, mm-hmm. Google Play, and Pocket Cards. Someone mentioned that last time. I haven't even checked that out yet. Oh, that was me. Oh, yeah. But yeah,
2: um, in saying that as well, check out the Hungry Gamers podcast, which is uh, what Brendan hosts on um, those platforms as well.
1: Oh, it's about to goddamn plug him. I was, I was <laughs> oh, I beat to, you to it. Line. Sorry, that's right. So the, <laughs> yeah, you can all plug me. Listening. It's okay. That's keep right. the plugs
2: coming. Come. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, thank you uh, as always, Simon and Ben. A very big thank you to you, Brendan. It's been great. Um, we'll have to get you back to um You know, ask you to come and keep his company s- some stage again. Um, it's good to keep us boys in line with some actual knowledge. So I'm speaking on Simon on my behalf more so than Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be self-deprecating, Simon, aren't I? And I'm failing.
0: Yeah, it's sort of sounding a bit forced now, you arrogant bastard.
2: Yeah, yeah you, and you're insulting Simon at the same time. Yeah, oh, that's right. all right. It saves me the bother. <laughs>
1: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so thank you very much. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a great week. And remember, you don't stop playing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop playing. Good night.
3: Night. Night. Laters. Night.
0: The ability to speak does not make one intelligent.